On today's episode, we are going to talk about Intel. They are down almost 10% after reporting earnings. Is right now the time to buy? Today's episode, we are going to look at their earnings and historical numbers to see is it worth to buy right now. Like always, if you're new to the channel, make sure to subscribe and don't forget to hit the like button. It helps the small channel out so much and I truly, truly appreciate it. Remember, none of this should be taken as advice as I am not a professional. And let me know in the comments below, are you buying Intel right now? And while you're down there, don't forget to join the Discord channel. It's free to anybody that wants to join. And make sure to click that Weibo link. If you sign up and follow the rules, we both get a free stock. All right, so let's take a look at what happened in Intel's earning. First quarter three non-GAAP earnings per share were $1.11. And this is in line with the overall expectation. Unfortunately, this is down 22% year over year. Gap earnings per share were a dollar and two cents, which missed by two cents. So the first thing we can see is Intel is still very much profitable. Revenue for this company was $18.3 billion this quarter. It was down about 4.7% compared to the same time last year. Within this revenue, it comes in two different segments. The first segment is data centric and data centrics makes up about 46% of total revenue. This is down 10% compared to the same time last year. The second segment is the PC centric and this is up 1% compared to the same time last year. All right, so next let's take a look at that data center group. This data center group falls into this data centric revenue segment there's two segments within that segment that we're going to look at the biggest portion is this data center group and the market segments that they hit are like the cloud service providers these are like your google cloud your amazon aws your microsoft azure then the and that's up 15 percent compared to the same time last year enterprise so that's strong growth and i'm actually pretty happy to see that because that's telling me that hey microsoft amazon google are 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 having huge demand still so we're going to see great numbers there and we're going to see great numbers in the clouding market as well that's what i'm kind of seeing with this year over year revenue growth next we're taking a look at enterprise and government unfortunately this is down 47 percent compared to same time last year and this is insane because the past two quarters this has actually gone up 30 percent each quarter right now they say the major reason for this decline is due to some pandemic related economic strain um, but we'll see how, how much that's really happening then you have your communication service providers i'm guessing this are people like your um your Verizon, your at&t and that's up about four percent revenue in total in the data center group is down seven percent compared to the same time same time last year and that's mainly because of that huge portion decrease in the enterprise round we can see their operating margins have also decreased operating margins last quarter same time last year were 49 percent. right now they're 32 percent. all right now let's take a look at the other data centric business segment this is a smaller portion compared to what we saw um or what we saw in the previous one but here you have your iotg this is your internet of things you have your msg this is your non-volatile storage group this is the memory group if you guys don't know intel is also planning on selling a segment within this group it's not going to sell the full group they're just selling the nand server the NAND section to um Hinex, I believe. I forget the, the actual pronunciation of them, but they're selling it. That was recently announced. And then they have their PSG, and this is their programmable solution group, which is um, a lot of FPGAs. So their Internet of Things revenue is down 33% compared to the same time last year. But their mobile eye, and if you guys don't know mobile eye, mobile eye is the leading supplier of software that enables advanced driver system assistance. They have more than 25 automakers partnered right now 
And beyond the advanced driver assisting system, they also have technology that's rapidly evolving to autonomous driving, sensing, mapping, and driving policy. Um, the mobile eye is a pretty cool segment for Intel, but it's such a very, very small portion for them. Next, let's take a, um, this one's actually their mobile eyes, my, my apologies. And we can see operating income is down a lot compared to the same time last year. Next, let's take a look at their memory. Their memory is down 11% compared to the same time last year. But we can see this time they are profitable there when we're taking a look at operating income. But we can see that revenue declined by about 11%. Then we have that programmable solution group. This is down 19% compared to the same time last year. Um, and we can see operating income is also down with it. So we can really see why Intel is taking this beating right now. Next, let's take a look at their PC centric. So this PC centric is their client computing group. And this is up about 1% compared to the same time last year. It's not a big, not a, not a big increase. But hey, an increase is, is still nice to see. The, ma the major reason for this increase is notebook revenue is up 16% compared to the same time last year. Unfortunately, desktop revenue is down 16% compared to the same time last year. We are also seeing a decrease in operating margins. Operating margins last year were about 44% for this quarter. And this year, they're 36%. So we're seeing a decrease in operating margins. And the major reason for that is Right now, yes, there is a huge increase in PC volumes. We can see PC volumes has increased about 11% compared to the same time last year. But the main thing is a lot of these laptops, desktops that are being sold are very entry slash educational level, uh, right? It's people are, are, their schools buying them and these schools for their kids, they, it's not, they don't need some crazy expensive laptops. So they're buying the entry levels for them and this is decreasing that average sale price which is also decreasing that operating margin next they did give us outlook for the upcoming quarter for the upcoming quarter they see revenue being 17.4 billion this is down 14 percent compared to same time last year that is pretty insane if i may say so the pc centric it would be down low single digits but the data centric will be down 25 percent compared to same time last year i do believe this is probably the biggest reason for this decline here this guidance that they're giving operating margins is expected to be 26.5 percent down about nine points compared to same time last year and earnings per share are expected to be a dollar and ten cents which is down 28 percent compared to same time last year this dollar and ten earnings per share is actually better than the overall um guidance that not the overall guidance than the overall expectation by analysts analysts right now are expecting about a dollar and seven cents so at least their earnings per share are better than analysts and i do believe their revenue is a little bit higher consensus for revenue was about 17.38 um intel is giving you 17.4 so not much of a beat but hey at least it's a little bit better there's some at least some light in in this dark tunnel right now for intel they also gave us four-year guidance for 2020 revenue is expected to be 75.3 billion dollars this is up five percent compared to the same time last year they see a small increase of single mid single digits in pc centric and they see mid single digit increase in the data centric that is insane for it to be such a heavy data centric market right now it's kind of sad to see that only up a few single digits is someone else eating um is someone else eating intel's lunch right now and i do believe many people think amd is that's why amd is actually up uh, it's actually up after hours operating margins is expected to be 31.5 percent 
down a bit and earnings per share is expected to be four dollars and 90 cents this is actually up from their previous guidance their previous guidance was 4.85 and that's what analysts were also expecting 4.85 so this is uh, again a, a nice beat there um there was also a small beat on revenue guidance compared to what analysts are expecting next let's take a quick look at some highlights from from this earnings and what's happening with intel right there has to be some good news out there First, they did launch an 11th generation Intel Core, and they're expecting about 100 different designs by the end of the year. We can see that here. They are accelerating their 10 nanometer uh, production in Arizona, and hopefully that should be out later this year. Intel is also now hitting that discrete graphics market, and, and I've actually heard pretty good things about it. So now they're shipping Intel's Iris, which is their max discrete graphics, another great thing. They also launched Mobile Eye Supervision, which is a, a better platform of their current Mobile Eye for uh, assistant driving autonomous systems. So these are, are some of the highlights. Again, nothing here is really blowing my mind. The only one I'm actually pretty curious about learning more about is this Intel Iris, the graphics segment, and how good it really is, and what type of market they're hitting there. Obviously, I do not. Uh, this does. I, I am a holder of AMD and Intel. I don't think right now this graphics is gonna is gonna take any food away from those markets. Next, I wanna take a look at some of this company's financial numbers. The first thing is, let's take a huge look at this company's balance sheet. They did see an increase of about $5 billion of quick cash, mainly coming from trading assets and a bit of an increase in short-term investments. Right now, they're sitting with about $18.2 billion of quick cash compared to $13 billion at the beginning of this fiscal year. Total assets increased by about $9 billion, which is it's not bad. We can see most of it is coming from that total cash increase um, from that cash increasement. Next, let's take a look at your debt. Their long-term debt actually increased by about $11 billion. That that's something I don't want to see, right? Because we're seeing total debt last year, um, at the beginning of this fiscal year was about $25 billion dollars right now sitting at 36 billion so an increase of about 11 billion dollars and the reason i'm not liking that is because their total assets did not increase by that much normally if you see a debt increase by about about x amount you would want your total assets to also increase by that much so right now there's actually a decrease of shareholder equity shareholder equity has gone down by about by about three billion dollars so that means that this company is growing its liabilities a bit faster than it's growing its assets. At the same time, that debt right now with rates being so low is pretty much just kind of like free money in its own way. So it's not a horrible thing. It's just something I'm not a fan of seeing. Next, I wanted to take a look at this company's cash flow statement. So their cash flow statement is looking pretty nice, if I may say so. Net cash flow provided by operating activities is amazing. They do. This is definitely a money-making, a cash-making machine right now. And we can see they are, they purchased about $12 billion worth of common shares this quarter. So they're still buying back shares. Unfortunately, them with still buying back shares, they're still they're still seeing a decrease in earnings per share. That's not something I like to see, right? Because in theory, right, when you're buying shares, you're reducing that the, the amount of shares out there. By reducing the amount of shares, you should be increasing the amount of earnings per share because there's less shares. But they're buying ridiculous amount of shares and they're still seeing a decrease in earnings per share. So that's one thing I definitely I definitely would keep an eye out for Intel. 
Next, I want to take a look at the future growth that Intel is expected to see. Unfortunately, we can see here from this chart that revenue is not expected to see much growth. For the next three to five years, Intel is only expected to grow revenue about 1% on average every year. So it's definitely not a heavy grow right now. Their earnings are also not expected to grow that strong. They're expected to grow 2.3% on average so we can see intel is definitely a very slow growing stock and this is something we're gonna have to take a look at when we're looking at the valuation i also want to take a look at past growth to see how intel is moving throughout the years first revenue growth has not been that exciting since 2016 2016 was around seven percent 17 was around 5.5 2018 it did have a nice about 13% growth, but in 2019, they had like around a, a sub 3% growth. So it's definitely not, we can see future is not looking like a super grower and the past does not look like a super grower. One thing I do, I am seeing is there has been a decrease in gross margins as the quarters progress. And there has seemed to be a small uptick in profit margins. So that's, that's actually a pretty, pretty good thing to see with that increase in profit margins um, for the company. Next, I wanted to take a look at how their cash flow margins are looking. Operating cash flow margins for the past three years, four years, have seemed to be increasing. Nice uptrend. And the same is said about the free cash flow margins. So this company is definitely a cash cow machine, like I've mentioned earlier before. We can see as revenue is going up, that net cash flow from operations is going up. Now let's take a quick look at their valuation. So right now, Intel annual earnings per share i want to take a look at pe ratio on this one forward pe ratio because intel is no longer we saw it's no longer a growth company so we want to definitely look at it through that forward pe ratio for december 2021 it has a forward pe ratio of about 11.89 this is not seeing that 10 percent decrease so the forward pe ratio is going to be closer to about probably closer to 10 right now how does this compare to its competitors First, I wanted to put AMD because AMD kind of shares similar markets. The only difference between AMD and Intel is AMD is growing its revenue a lot faster. So I wouldn't say it's fair to compare it based on forward PE ratio. So I want, I, I decided, I'm like, hmm, Jose, start thinking of another big tech company with not that crazy amount of growth. The only one I can think of right now was IBM. And IBM's forward PE ratio is sitting at about 9.94. So after this 10% decrease, Intel Corporation would probably be valued similarly to IBM when looking at valuations. Um, I, I don't think it's bad. I don't think Intel right now is overly valued. First, uh, and, and let me just give my quick thoughts. Intel, I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. We saw it had a strong balance sheet. It has crazy amount of cash flow and it could survive. Right now, it's definitely on a bit of a downtrend. But if the company goes becomes smart, there's plenty of time for things to turn around, right? A, a company is not broken by a few quarters. It takes multiple quarters for a company to make or break it. So if leadership starts to turn things around, it can obviously be a great thing for Intel. Some things I'm really not happy to see is that decrease in the data center revenue is down. And again, right, that is a market that should be seeing very, very heavy growth right now. But right now, Intel is definitely a company that's making a lot of money, that's paying dividends and is doing positive uh, and it's actually doing buyback shares. We saw a crazy amount of buybacks. For me, Intel is not a company, even with this drop, that I'm going to run and buy a lot of shares. But 
I wouldn't mind picking up a small position and just increasing my overall size on Intel at the moment. Because for me, I'm looking more of crazy grower. But at the same time, there's uh, there's always room in your in my portfolio for something slower growth, but paying maybe a bit of dividends and a little bit of, of decent valuation compared to some of my crazy valuation stocks. So that's it for today's episode. And I actually did it a bit bit differently today. If you guys were watching the YouTube video, let me know what you guys thought about it. I try to make it in a way where I'm not as repetitive as much and probably broke down the time a bit. So let me know what you guys think. I, I hope you guys enjoyed the presentation. Take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.